Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you are here to listen. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Elizabeth Dahl. I help you ditch dieting, gain control over food, and achieve your weight loss and wellness goals without restriction. And I'm so glad you're here. If it's your first episode or your, oh, what number is this? Um, I, it's at least 160, I believe. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what number it is. But if it's your over 100th episode, I'm so, so glad to have you. We are talking all about what to do when you feel like you're always messing up and starting over with food today. And I'm really excited for this episode. But before we dive in, I actually have something to support you specifically with this episode as well. I want to let you know about a free training I've created just for you called Beat the Binge. This is a free on-demand workshop that will help you stop overeating, gain control over food, and lose the weight without ever going back on a diet again. Doesn't that sound lovely? If you're someone that struggles with going on and off diets, cutting out foods, only to then lose control around them when you mess up, right? And you live in this constant cycle of yo-yo eating and weight loss, weight regain, I created this workshop for you. And during this workshop, I'm sharing my top three secrets to getting you off that diet and restriction hamster wheel and back to balance with food so that you can lose the weight for good without another diet. You're going to learn how to stop sabotaging and overeating on repeat. You're going to learn how to unlock your weight loss potential without going back to diets, tracking your food or restriction. And I'm teaching you the exact steps I use to help hundreds of clients transform their bodies with a realistic and sustainable plan that leads to long-term results. You can learn more and sign up for this free training at awomanofwellness.com forward slash training. All of the links are in the show notes, so that should be really easy. You can just snag that. I hope it really helps, and I think it'll be a great supplement to this episode specifically. So go jump on that, listen to the episode, jump on that training, and I'm excited to jump in. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, It's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. 
One of the biggest struggles that I get repeatedly from women is that they keep feeling like they're constantly restarting with food. They try to set up a plan, right? Whether it's a traditional diet plan or just eliminating certain foods or whatever, they set up this plan and then we all know that life gets in the way of the plan and they can't stay on track. And there's this constant frustration from women saying, I just feel like I'm always restarting with food. I'm either doing it really well, I'm following the quote rules, or I'm out of control and I'm tired of feeling that way. And we talk a lot about the pendulum, right? We're constantly going back and forth between this pendulum of extreme restriction and then ending up into extreme overeating or you know, overeating and, and not being able to find that happy middle. So I wanna talk about that today because the key to a long-term happy relationship with food, the key to long-term successful weight loss, the key to healthy, sustainable habits is learning to find balance in the middle, not existing in the extremes of restriction or extremes of overeating and back and forth, but finding that constant happy middle. There are a couple principles I'm going to share with you today. And then I'm going to teach you some action steps to help you get started today if you are someone that exists in this space of, I just feel like I'm messing up all the time. I'm constantly restarting. I, How am I gonna get to where I want to be if I'm constantly restarting? Like it's almost like I go back to the start line over and over and over again. And that can be really frustrating and feel like I'm never gonna get to my goals if I'm starting over. That's what this episode today is hopefully going to help solve and get you started on finding that balance so that you can get started toward those sustainable results that you want for yourself. Okay, let's talk about the two principles. Principle number one, food is revolving. It's normal, yes, I said it's normal, to ebb and flow with food. It's normal to not eat the same thing or the same amounts every day day. Did you know that? (laughs) Traditional diets will teach you, you should eat these things every single day or this many calories every single day, but our bodies don't burn the same amount of calories every single day for the most part, right? Some days we're busier than others and we move our bodies more and other days we rest and we move our bodies less and we're going to be less hungry and that is normal. You're normal if you feel hungrier one day and less hungry another day. You're normal. Welcome to the club. But yet, sometimes we find ourselves, well, why am I hungry? I shouldn't be hungry. Right? We set rules and boundaries. And this is an important principle to understand. And I thought I would give a good example of this. And I know I've shared this before, but I like to think of a hotel lobby, okay? At any given point in a hotel lobby, and I'm even picturing just like those kind of revolving doors, you know, that like they just, what are they called? (laughs) So they're called revolving doors where they circulate and people come, people go, people come, people go, right? And at any given point, this hotel can hold capacity for different people coming and going and all of that. Um, And sometimes maybe it gets too full and the capacity is too much, right? If, if we had an influx of people, 
it'd be too much for the for the hotel to handle. If there wasn't enough people, the hotel would lose money, right? So it kind of needs this constant balance. But at any given time, it's going to be maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, right? Maybe like during the holidays, a hotel um, adds more people to it or something. Um, and other times it has a little bit less. And, and, it, and it's just, that's how it functions. That it, it can still thrive with ebb and flow. It can still thrive with seasons of increase and seasons of decrease. Well, I like to think of our bodies in the same way. Is um, we get to choose what we let come and go in and out of our bodies. Um, we get to choose, you know, what do I want to put in my body? How do I want to help it? work at optimum capacity, right? Or um, function the best. And know that it's it's not so much about closing a door and only opening it at certain times of the day or only opening it to a certain amount. Could you imagine if a hotel did that? Like, okay, we're only going to open our doors at 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. And if you're not there, you don't get to come in. Or <laughs> we only let five people in each time. So you better make sure that you are one of the five, right? They don't do that. Well, why are we doing that with our food? I have to have this exact amount of calories and I can't have any more even if I'm hungry. Or I can only have these particular foods and I can't let those foods in because they're bad. Or the other thing that we do a lot of times is start and stop with food. So we will do things like, okay, I'm going to, on Monday, I'm going to start this. And then when we mess up, we stop it and we eat all the foods that were off limits. Or when we don't, maybe we start a meal plan on Monday and then we run out of food or whatever. And so we end it. And, and we are constantly looking at food as a start and stop system right? I let it in. I mess up. It doesn't work out. I start over. But the reality is, is your food is always going to be revolving. Okay. Which leads me to principle number two. A happy relationship with food is not a perfect relationship with food. And the sooner you can eliminate those expectations, the sooner you're going to have a happy relationship with food. It is normal. Again, there's this normal word it is normal to be constantly adjusting. That's the whole point, right? So for example, it is at the time of me recording this, it's the holidays. Sometimes we eat a little bit more on the holidays. There's more availability. There's more going around, right? And that happens. Or sometimes you overeat, even as a perfect person with a happy, peaceful relationship with food. Sometimes you overeat. In fact, the other day I had a day where I, in fact, I think it was yesterday. <laughs> I don't know what day it is anymore, but yesterday I, I had meant to go to the grocery store. I didn't have a lot of food in my house. And let me tell you what, I was hungry. I was so hungry. And I, and I know that my body needed certain nutrients. Like I needed some protein, all this stuff. And I kind of just didn't want anything, but also didn't really have anything to meet those needs. And I sort of just let my body get hungry. And guess what I did? And I and I know this because I have experience with this, right? 
I just sort of overate at dinner and had some treats after dinner and I just kind of went to bed feeling like I definitely overfilled myself because I let myself get a little bit too deprived, hunger-wise, nutrient-wise, all of the above. And guess what? Nothing happened. I got back up this morning, got back. I went to the grocery store, got what I needed. I had a good breakfast. I've uh, had a snack, like everything's fine. And it just one night happened that I just didn't meet my needs and I needed to be a little more prepared, right? I didn't have food that, you know, so that was like a strategy. Um, and also that can, you could bring in emotions to it, right? Maybe there's something going on there as well. So we have to recognize that a perfect relationship with food or a happy relationship is not a perfect relationship. And you are going to have times where you overeat, where you undereat, where you didn't eat what you wanted to. Maybe you kind of regret it, right? But it doesn't have to take you into this spiral of shame. It just doesn't. You learn from it and you say, okay, I know what, I know what happened. I see that. Did it do really anything to me in the long term? No. But if you were to say, okay, I already screwed up. I'm just going to keep eating, 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 eating for the next 10 days or whatever, right? that's a difference. That's a different. Let me grab some water. So we need to eliminate expectations of perfection when it comes to how we eat food and knowing that it's absolutely normal to constantly be adjusting. And you're not always going to do it perfectly, but being able to do that and being able to maintain your weight is the key to having successful long-term weight loss. So then, my friends, how do we get to a more regular, balanced place with food? Instead of feeling like we're stopping and starting and starting and stopping and stuck on that hamster wheel, right, that we talked about. Number one, we first need to allow all food to have a place in our lives. When you are afraid of food, you often overeat it. Think about it. You probably have quite a bit of evidence of this in your life, right? When there's a particular food that's off limits or you're afraid of it or it's bad or you've put a label on it, what is the food that you want the most? That food. And then we usually overeat it. So the more we forbid it, the more we eat it. Isn't that interesting? The first step to finding the balance is to let foods back in. Let them all have a place. Cookies have a place in your life just like vegetables. It's in different amounts, different quantities, different times, right? All of these things, but it's still available to you. Number two, work to meet your body's needs. How can I meet those physical needs? I just shared with you that I didn't meet my physical needs yesterday. I let myself get too hungry to the point where it was hard to listen to my hunger and fullness cues because I just wanted to eat, right? So we have to first work on how can I meet those physical needs? How can I meet my hunger and fullness needs? Making sure that I'm getting, I'm satisfied with food. I also need to learn to meet my body's emotional needs right? 
<clears throat> emotionally, how am I doing? Am I turning to food to deal with my emotions? That's not putting me on a balance. That's not in a balanced place, right? That's putting me back in the hamster wheel. Every time I feel this emotion, I turn to food. Instead, do I have an emotional care plan where, you know, when I struggle with this emotion, I know what to do and I know how to be proactive about taking care of my body's emotions so that I don't turn to food. Instead of, I've had a really long stressful day and I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to eat or like I deserve it. Maybe I need to lay down and meditate for 10 minutes. Maybe I need to go on a walk. Maybe I need to go to the gym. Maybe I need to call a friend. Maybe I need to watch a show, read a book, right? Anything. How can I meet those needs without turning to food? And then step number three is to visualize. And I love this. And I think it's, I think it's underutilized, the power of visualization. Because we visualize all the time. Whatever your brain has created is reality. In fact, <laughs> you might get a kick out of this. Yesterday, my son came home. He had, they have this fun little thing in their class where, um, at school where the kids get to talk about their favorite holiday traditions and each kid does something. And a girl came and her parent, her grandparents came and talked about how they um, donate to a particular cause and, and Santa comes and it's fun. And anyway, her little prize was to hand out, she handed out like a little goodie bag of like just little trinkets, slime, um, a net, like a little toy necklace, right? Just little things. Well, it was so interesting because my son and my daughter both actually got one because my daughter was with me in the class when we were there. Um, and they came home and they were playing with their slime and everything was fine. And then my son wanted to trade slimes with my daughter because he liked her color better. And she said, no. <laughs> and he couldn't handle that, which is kind of out of the norm for him, but also when he's, when he's been overworked or overwhelmed, that's kind of also something that happens, you know, he, he'll just kind of run away. And so he slammed the slime down on the table and ran to his room. And he just said, I never get, I went and talked to him and he said, you know, I just, I never get the best stuff or I always get the worst colors or just he, you know, he's, he's eight, but he was just like having this emotional moment of like, but I never get, I never get what I want and I never get the best ones. And I'm like, but who knows if that would have been your favorite color of slime. Like it's not, it's not a best slime. It's just a different color. Right. But in his brain, he had created that he never gets anything good and never, um, never like gets the best one or Everyone else always, what did he say? Something like, everyone else always gets better than me. And I kind of sat down and I said, you know what? If that's what you think, that's what, it's always going to be that way. If you have created that story in your brain that everybody else always gets better than you, that's how it's always going to be. And I said, and we, I went kind of deep, probably too deep for eight year old, but I said, that's kind of life, right? Is that some people make more money than others and some people make less money and some people have this and some people don't have this, right? And if we've created in our brains that that's how it is, then that's how it is. 
And that's how it will be. And so I want to give you an opportunity to not visualize in the way that my son (laughs) was doing it, but think about how can I visualize happy experiences with food? How can I create positive scenarios and visualizations with food? So this is very simple and and I want you to do this if you have some time this week is give yourself some some space and think about an upcoming scenario. Maybe it's like you're going to be home making cookies by yourself and you actually really struggle, you usually overeat them. And so that's like one that you want to visualize or you're going to a party or an event and you tend to overeat there or you're going to a restaurant and that's a place you struggle with, right? Pick a scenario that you want to have a good experience with food. And then I want you to visualize it. I want you to visualize what you want that scenario outcome to to look like. What do you want it to look like? What do you want it to be? And just create that in your mind. And then take that visualization with you when you go do, when you go or what, you know, during that experience and just see. Just see what you're able to create, what you're able to capture, how you're able to follow it and use that as a tool to help support you in that. And we have a bonus in our Wellness Academy that um, kind of guides, it's a guided meditation to help you through that. If you, if you want something like that, I have a few guided meditations specifically in those kinds of areas, right? Visualizing happy relationships with food, um, learning to not overeat, learning to deal with emotional eating. We have a few of those. So this is really powerful, right? Whatever you tell your mind is what you believe and what you believe is what you do. So think about that. If you can step into the belief that you can feel safe and confident around this food, or in this situation, you don't have to restart. The holidays, food is everywhere, maybe at work, on a table, right? I remember I remember my corporate days very well and people would bring stuff from their house that they didn't want to eat, so they'd bring it to work, right? They didn't want to throw it away, but they didn't want to eat it because they knew they'd overeat it. So they'd bring it to work and you'd have this huge table full of treats and it'd be really hard to pass up, right? Or it'd be hard not to overeat. And I want you to think, okay, I get to create the outcome here that I want. And it doesn't have to be about binging until I decide to gain control, right? So a happy relationship with food is a confident and resilient one. That's what I want you to remember. You're confident around food and you're resilient with food. So instead of looking at it as a start and stop, instead of demonizing the bad foods, instead of being afraid of food, how can we look at getting to the happy middle more often instead of extreme restriction and then lose all control? Instead of existing in those extremes, how can you take one step toward the middle from where you are right now? Do you need to let more foods into your life and let it have a place? Do you need to start learning to listen to your hunger and fullness cues? Do you need to visualize what this activity or this event might look like for you? Use those skills to help you find the happy middle so that you can avoid 
the starting, restarting, starting over, all of that that we don't like to do with food and weight loss. And I, I, I don't want you to feel like you're starting over because that can be so disappointing and frustrating and it doesn't help um, build confidence around food and with your goals. So that is our episode for today. Continue to look for ways you can take one step toward that happy middle and use this episode as a guide. If you have someone in your life who struggles with this too, will you just forward this episode on to them, share it with them, text, Instagram, whatever. Um, I hope this message resonated with you and I'll be back next week for another episode. Okay, my friend. If you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.